Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Walking in the Light with me, Jason Burnside. I'm really excited to share with you what God put on my heart to share this week, but before we get into it, let's start off with prayer. Father God, once again, Lord, I'm so humbled and grateful for this opportunity to share your word uh, with the people who are listening. God, I pray that you just take over this podcast, Lord, and I pray that you just um, control my words, control my tongue, my thoughts. Lord, that everything that comes out of my mouth flow from your your spirit, from your influence. I pray, Lord, that you just have this podcast reach those who need it so that your word arrives right on time like it always does. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, last week's episode, A Call to Action, was about... Ezekiel the prophet being called to be a prophet by the Lord. When Ezekiel was called, God told him to stand up on his feet and to go forth. He was not to posture on his face. He was not to uh, sit at home and idly watch God work outside of his house. No, he was called to go out, go forth, and to preach the word and deliver a message to the Israelites, much like Jonah and the whale, which I referenced in last week's message as well. If you didn't catch that, check that out. This week, picking right up where last week's message left off, the Lord put on my heart to share with you today uh, about perseverance. And he was very clear that perseverance is our response. Once the Lord has called upon us to do a certain task and we're activated, the next step is for us to go forth and do it, like I just said. However, the enemy will try to attack us and he will try to tear us down and prevent us from accomplishing that task. So perseverance should always be our response in times of tribulation and trials. Because honestly, like I said last week, the Lord will allow these things to happen to test our faith, to see if we're easily shook, and to see how committed we are to His calling upon our life. So I'm going to be leaning today on Romans 5. Once again, I'll read from the New King James Version. So if you're following along, that's the version I dive into. So please follow along. So Romans 5, verse 1, Faith triumphs in trouble. Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now I'm going to reference this word hope. This word hope in the Greek is elpis, E-L-P-I-S, elpis, which means not hope as we understand it in in our English language where, oh, I hope this works out or uh, maybe this will or maybe this won't. There's this unsure, there's this unknowing this lack of confidence. So when you hear the word hope, it's not very confident. In the Bible, in the Greek Greek word for elpis, it means an expectation of good, joyful and confident expectation. So understand the word hope here means expectation, not maybe, maybe not. So when we say we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom Also, we have access by faith into his grace. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the way as he said he was. The only way for us to have access to the Father is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Any other way is not going to grant you access. That's what that part, that's what verses one and two are saying here. And verses three and four are the highlights for me. This is what I want you to write down. I want you to highlight in your Bible, in your Bible app, whatever you're using to read along. Verses three and four read, and not only that, But we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Let's take this piece by piece. We glory in tribulations, trials, tough times. Our God 
wants to see what we can do in those moments because a lot of people will say, well, God will never bring me to a situation that he can't pull me through. Well, not entirely true. God will put us in situations that we can only rely on him in and that the only way we're going to make it out is through our faith in him and our hope in him to deliver us from these things. We give it all to God and by his spirit and his power, we are pulled through these times. So in tribulations, especially when times are bad, we want to glorify our Lord and ask for his help, ask for his wisdom, ask for his guidance to help us through these situations. So in tribulation, it produces perseverance. Perseverance is what we do in response to these to these tough times, to these tough areas of our life, these valleys as the Bible calls them. We must keep going, keep moving. If the Lord has called us to do something, we must not be wavered from that. I don't care what your bank account looks like. I don't care what your family says. I don't care what your friends say. I don't care what your co-workers think. If God has called you to do something, you must go forth. And understand that he is with you in that process. And you must not stop. You must go no matter how things look or how difficult they may be. This is a faith check. This is a foundation check. You must keep moving. When these tribulations happen, persevere. Just like that uh, movie that my kids used to watch when they were little, uh, Finding Dory. Right? Dory would say, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Well, partner, keep swimming. And also, verse 4, and perseverance, character. And character, hope. So again, when you persevere, it builds your character, it builds your resolve, it builds your faith. It, it, it makes you lean on him more in prayer, more in worship, more in your Bible study, because where else are you going to turn in those low points? And when you lean in on him and you persevere and you keep stepping, your character is going to be resolved. Last Sunday, our message, the pastor was speaking about being on track and, and, and allowing these things to shape you and mold you. And I kept seeing in my head the refining fire, right? When metal is put into a furnace, it's melted down from this intense heat into the mold of a sword. And it's not until it's pulled out of the fire and cooled off that it becomes a weapon. And much is this. When we are put into the fire of testing and tribulation, we are molded into a weapon of God to further his kingdom and to defeat the enemy. And when you have that character and you have that perseverance, it builds and it leads to hope. Again, not hope as in maybe, maybe not, but hope as in a confident expectation because you've been through it. God was with you. You gave it to him. He pulled you through. You give him the glory. And thus on the other side, things are great. Verse 5, Romans 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We see another example of this perseverance and hope in Nehemiah, specifically Nehemiah 4. Um, he is called by God to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the city, rebuild the wall. And when he gets there, here's what he finds. So Nehemiah 4 verse 1. But it so happened... And by the way, I may butcher these names, so just bear with me. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant, and he mocked the Jews. This is another king. Nehemiah had to get permission from the king he was serving. And, and I want you to also remember, in this moment, Nehemiah was living the good life. Like he was a servant to the king. He was high in authority. He was living up. He was living it good. But when God put it on his heart, and he called him to go forth and go rebuild Jerusalem and rebuild this wall... It was a risk, and he went. So when he got the blessing of his king, the king sent him with papers and with men to go and get this done. 
but the kings around the area, around Jerusalem, uh, weren't so happy about this. So Sambalat being one of those kings. So when he heard that uh, Nehemiah was doing this, he was indignant and furious about it. And he mocked the Jews. Verse 2, And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, Whatever they build, even if a fox goes up on it, he will break it down, their stone wall. He will break down their stone wall. This is an example of how the enemy starts off. It's all chatter and laughter and psychological warfare. Nehemiah experiences this right away. The kings around there were mocking him and mocking the Jewish people in general about their efforts. Oh, because they destroyed Jerusalem and they destroyed it good. And they're, they're saying, oh, if they can't build anything, and what are they going to rebuild? Ashes on top of ashes? And, and if whatever they build, the, uh, like a light wind and animals will come and just knock it over. So ha ha ha, silly them. And this is what you can expect in these times of tribulation, right? The, the chatter from your friends and family sometimes, unfortunately, the people around you will try to get in your head. The enemy uses them to shake you off of what God is calling you to do because that's all the enemy can do is attack you psychologically he can't physically do anything to you only you can do that and so when the enemy mocked and laughed based on the current situation of the Jews and their past experiences the attacks came lightly at first uh, in order to rattle them just like he tries to rattle us but Nehemiah and the Israelites continued working what did they do they persevered and that perseverance as we're going to see in a moment led to their character and their hope Right? They kept working. They positioned men all around the city. And they were building with tools in one hand and spears in the other because they feared the attack. Israelites who, who lived in the cities of these surrounding kings would, would come to them giving them reports. Hey, this king says this. Oh, they're going to attack here. Oh, they're going to attack here. And you're not going to see them coming. And when you do, it's going to be too late. And they're going to surround you. And they're trying to instill fear, which is working to a little bit of a degree. But Nehemiah said, okay, guys, listen, I'm going to put you in front of your houses. I'm going to spread you out along the wall. I'm going to have a trumpet. <laughs> and if you hear the trumpet, come running to that sound. And all the workers, here's the important thing. They worked with one hand on their tool to rebuild the wall and one hand on their spear. This is how we persevere in God's, in God's calling in our life. We persevere by keeping one eye on the prize. We keep going we keep working at what god has called us to do but the other hand we have our hand on our spear what is our weapon how do we fight well we fight through scripture and we fight through prayer that is our weapon that is what defeats the enemy fast forward to nehemiah 4 verse 17 to show you specifically what the bible says about this those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon again Prayer, perseverance, tool, weapon. The enemy will attack us at all times when you are walking in your purpose for the Lord. It will begin with the mocking and negative thoughts that will enter our heads to shake us from achieving our goals. Then the enemy loves to get in there. He loves to mix things up. That psychological warfare, as I mentioned before, because that's all he can do. We are to remain diligent and persevere. Keep walking. Don't fall for it. Back to Romans 5. Here is where God shows that perseverance brings us hope. Romans 5 verse 6. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
Let me repeat that again, the end of verse 6. Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. Verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is our hope. That is our promise. That is the truth of our faith. God died for the believers and unbelievers alike. We are all forgiven. It's up to us whether or not we accept that gift. You are forgiven. There is nothing you can do to buy your way into heaven. You cannot get there on acts alone. You cannot tithe $20 million to save your soul on your deathbed. You have to accept the gift that God has given us through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins and go forth. That is how we get access to the Father. That is how we attain our gift of eternal life. Verse 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Because Jesus is coming back, y'all. Verse 10. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. First of all, the word reconciled. In King James Version, it says atonement, which is a Greek for katalaga. Uh, if I'm saying that correct, the word atonement or reconciled means exchange, adjust, restore. In this, to bring into agreement or harmony, to make compatible or consistent, to be adjusted, harmonized, reunited. So, much more than, verse 9, having now been justified by his blood, forgiven, cleared of all charges, we shall be saved from wrath through him. When Jesus comes back, for if we were enemies, we were reconciled, reunited, or adjusted to God through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. His life was the example for which we are to look to, to glean information from the teachings that he taught us. 11. And not only that, but also rejoice. Here's the hope. But also we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Rejoice! It's good news! We're saved! That's our hope. This is why we persevere. Because at the end of all things, if we are saved, if we, if we believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, we know that this isn't it for us. And at the end of all of our trials and tribulations, there's hope because we've been reconciled and we've received that gift. Romans 5 verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and this is how Jesus justified us, by the way. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, because death entered us through Adam. That was the curse that Jesus lifted by being nailed to the tree as it was prophesied. And thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. The word imputed means to have value. So sin is not valued where there is no law. Verse 14, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. 15. But 
The free gift is not like the offense. The free gift of eternity, of forgiveness, is not like the offense of sin that Adam cursed us with. For if by one man's offense many died, because Adam sinned, death entered into, into the garden, thus we've all been cursed by death. Through one offense, is what it's saying here, many died, because death became a thing. Much more, the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. 16, and the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Back it up. What is verse 15 through 17 saying here in Romans 5? It's reciprocation. It's saying through one man, Adam, sin entered the world, causing us to die. So through one man, sin entered and caused the death of many. And through the one gift of God, Jesus Christ, in one act, he was able to save the many. There's reciprocation here. Do you see that correlation, that reciprocation? Through one, many died. And through the act of one, all were saved. Verse 18, Therefore, as though one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in the justification of life. Verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Again, the example of the justification, the gift and sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, the promise and hope of eternity with God the Father. This is why we persevere. This is why we keep walking. Verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. The sin was great. The love of Christ was greater. 21. So that the sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. His sacrifice, his perseverance, his walk. Things were difficult. 40 days, 40 nights. Tempted. Persecuted. Wrongfully accused. Arrested in secret of night. Beaten. Whipped. Crucified. And he did it for us. That blows my mind. He did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for everyone that existed 2,000 years ago. Before that. He did it for my grandchildren. My great, 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 great grandchildren. And their great, 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 great grandchildren. For all of us. It wasn't easy. But he kept walking for us. God the Father's purpose for the word required perseverance, and he won. The victory is all of ours. We share that. No matter the sin, no matter the valley, you are forgiven through Christ Jesus. His grace and glory 
stretch way beyond our understanding. And his sacrifice gave us access to the Father in eternity, a price that we could never pay on our own. We must keep walking. Perseverance is our response. This is the way. Did I just quote the Mandalorian there? I didn't mean to. How do we walk and persevere? Two ways. One, we stay consistently in communication with the one who's really in charge. We pray constantly with spirit-led prayer from your heart. No window dressing and elaborated language required. Just pray from your heart to God. Cry out to Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and for guidance and await the answer. Two, we worship. Now worship, it could be quiet time with the Lord. It could be with music playing for a duration of time. It could be journaling uh, with the Lord to receive his guidance. It could be studying the Bible, anything. But also too, pick up on this. The Lord said studying the Bible, not reading or glancing or you know skipping, really diving into the text reading it at surface level to digest the words and the phrases and the, and the verses, but then going back again with an eye for, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach us here? Lord, what is your message to this scripture? Read the five verses before it. Read the five verses after it. Read the chapter before it. Read the chapter after it. So you get a whole idea of what God is communicating here. Answer God's call to action. Go forth. Persevere through the tests and valleys. Lean on the Father for guidance and wisdom. This is how we fight our spiritual battles. Just like in Nehemiah, have one hand on your tool and one hand on your weapon. One eye on the assignment God has commissioned you on and one eye defending your spirit from the attacks of the enemy. God, I pray that over somebody right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray all the lies and distractions of the enemy to cease. I silence your mouth, demon. I close the door to any lie, to any deception, to any, 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 any wavering of confidence, God. I pray that you, you, your Holy Spirit emboldens us to stand up straight and to walk forth in confidence. God, with, with a renewed sense of energy every morning that we wake up, God. I pray that the perseverance that you put into us, God, is always on the forefront of our minds, no matter the distraction, God. I pray that our eyes are always on you, that our ears are tuned into your word. God, I just pray that over somebody right now, you are enough, you have what you need, go forth and get going. And if you've been shaken from your path, dust yourself off, get in prayer, repent, and keep walking. Keep walking. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you lose your job? Keep walking. Did your significant other just leave you? Keep walking. Do you have $4 in your bank account right now? Or maybe you're negative 110? Is your rent due tomorrow? Keep walking. Is your family drama dampening your spirit? Do you have an addiction that's keeping you from answering God's call? Shake it off. Cast that demon out. Get in prayer and go. Perseverance is our response. We're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. And God is with us. God is with you. God is with you. I let you know. I pray that you hear that. God is with you. Jesus died for our salvation. Accept that gift. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, <laughs> that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please keep me in prayer with this podcast please keep me in prayer as i continue to 
stay in tune to what God is communicating to me so that I can deliver these messages to you uh, unfiltered. Share what you've heard with a family member or a friend that you think needs it. Not, not to glorify me, but all glory be to God. These are his words, not mine. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime if you have any prayer requests or comments. You can reach me at walkinginthelightpodcast3 at gmail.com. I'm also on social media. I have a page on Facebook, uh, Walking in the Light Podcast. I'm on Twitter at LightWalkerPod. And I'm on Instagram at Walking in the Light Podcast. And each word is separated by periods. So please reach out to me. I'm here. Again, again, again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you listening. I pray that these words resonate. I pray that God plants seeds of revival in your heart, of strength and and, and perseverance in your spirit. And remember, where there is light, darkness cannot exist. Keep walking. God bless.